Hey, what's going on? Happy uh, Tuesday. Hope I think it's Tuesday today as I'm recording this. Um, hope you're having uh, an awesome start to your day. And I was, um, so two, sorry, three weeks ago, I did an experiment um, working with my coach, Alex Sharfin, on uh, an activity called a time study. It's basically tracking your day every like every minute of the day pretty much in 15 minute time blocks and at first i'm like man this is gonna be really just not enjoyable and and then i recognize i'm like you know what it's actually very much like a lot of health experts do with their clients they'll have them uh, have a food journal throughout the day or like a food and mood journal to track you know how they feel what they eat etc and it was 15 minute increments. So I was like, here's what I did from 9 to 9.15, 9.15 to 9.30. Like it was just really, really granular and detailed. And it was all written out on paper. And again, at first I was resistant, but in the process of doing it, uh, some really great insights started to, started to appear. So I want to share uh, a few of those with you here. But also before that, like why this is important to do. And this is actually something I'm going to do at least every quarter. Um, it's going to be something our team's going to be doing. If you guys are watching this, don't worry. I'm going to share with you guys a little bit more in the new year. Um, but the reason this is important is because a lot of times we think that we are using our time wisely. And when you actually document it, you realize how much waste there is. And that's why when I look at like what we do with, with HBA, that's why I believe you can build your pipeline maximum three months. Like, listen, like if, if you know what you're doing, if you got clarity on your client and your offer, you can build your pipeline in a week, right? In two weeks, maybe. And I think what I've recognized, having worked with a lot of entrepreneurs, there's two big things that hold them back. Number one is their own mindset. And second is how they use their, how they use their time. Like when I look at the most successful people that I've gotten to know over the years, they're not smarter, they're not like PhDs necessarily or like whatever, but they just have dialed their mindset in and they don't waste their time, right? They know what to focus on and they just get it done. So what I did in this uh, in this time study was from the, moment, from the moment I woke up to the time I went to bed, I tracked every 15 minute block and I wrote down more or less what I was doing, right? So check email, write, you know, uh, record podcasts, write, write Facebook ad, uh, create training for sales team, like stuff like that. And at the end of the two days, sorry, at the end of the two weeks, so two weeks, okay? So including weekends, two weeks long because you start to see some really good patterns over that time. And at the end of that, what you do is you basically look at, well, out of all those activities, what is strategic, what is tactical, what is self-care time, and what is family time? Um, I, w I would modify the time study a little bit for my own use moving forward. I would include things like growth, et cetera, um, that you know could venture into self-care, but I might break it down a little bit more for our own purposes. Um, but anyways, the cool thing is that when I looked at the breakdown of every waking hour, so I get up at four in the morning, I go to bed about 9.30 at night. When I look at those waking hours, I had 222 waking hours during the week, sorry, during those two weeks. And of that time, 51% of it was family time, which is pretty cool. Now, family time, uh, for instance, doesn't take into, the, into account that sometimes my kids come home from school and they go downstairs while I stay upstairs. So there's obviously a bit of a disconnect, like I'm not with my kids or my wife all the time. But for the most part, you know, we do spend a lot of time together. And I think it was really cool to see that from this time study to, to, to quantitatively 
just get a really good measurement of you say you prioritize this, but is that really where you're spending your time? You know what I'm saying? So it's one thing to say that like I value family, but if you don't spend any time with your family, then you don't value that, right? It's really simple. It's like when people say they can't afford something, that's nonsense. There's a difference between I can't afford it in the sense of like I don't have the money or I choose not to spend the money on this because how we spend our money, just like how we spend our time, all it is is a clarification of value. That's all it is, right? If you don't have $2,000 to spend on a coaching program, but then you go buy a flat screen TV for $2,000, like really, right? That's a clarification of value. So if you say you value your time with your family and if you track how much time you spend with them, that's the proof right there. So that was really interesting for me to to have a look at. Um, Second thing that I noticed was I actually spent a lot less time on self-care. So I think we're, I was doing, we're implementing a bunch of new stuff operationally over the last couple of weeks, and it's taken on more of my time than normal, which is totally fine because it's kind of like a one and done type of thing. Uh, but as a result of that, my workouts haven't been consistent. I kind of compromised a little bit of that. So in, in over the 20, sorry, over the two weeks, I had about 20 hours of self-care, which includes not just workouts, but like meditation. Um, I included a reading time in there. I included taking baths or, you know, stuff like that. Uh, normally, it would probably be a little bit higher, closer to 30 hours, I'd say. So that was interesting. And again, it's like, you know, 9% of my time was spent on self-care, which, you know, maybe not the best goal to strive towards. I'd like that to be closer to 15, maybe 20%. So that's going to be something that I, I look at improving. Um, but then we looked at the actual work itself, right? So when within the working hours, when I look at how many hours I spent working, I was working on average 45 hours per week. This is interesting, Okay. Because I, you know, I talk about working smarter, not harder. I don't think 45 hours a week is a lot of work. I mean, I could work a lot. I have a very high capacity for doing work, um, but I also don't think it's important or it's necessary. So I worked 45 hours per week over the two weeks, which is pretty much what I work on most days. I get up at four, I finish by three, uh, which sounds like a long day and it does. But again, that day is broken up, right? So I work from 4 until 7.30. Well, I should say by the time I sit down at my desk, it's probably closer to 4.20-ish. So let's say three hours in the morning, that's focused work. Like that's like no email, no Facebook, no social media. It's like, here's the most important thing for me to do. I get this done for three hours. That's it. That's the most important piece of my day in terms of projects I have to move forward. Then the rest of the day is now looking at doing some stuff that I you know, maybe couldn't get done in the morning or now I'm starting to really train the team or connecting with clients. And so that's where those hours are being used mostly during the day. So that typically will vary from like three to five, maybe six hours on Sundays. Anyways, 45 hours a week of work. But here's the cool thing is that 65% of those hours were strategic, which means high level, big thinking type stuff, okay? Uh, 34% or 35% was tactical, meaning I was the person like doing the stuff. Now, here's the big realization. So as the entrepreneur, as the CEO of your business, and this might not happen right away because it depends on where you're at in your business. My goal, my objective is to move the strategic number up and the tactical number down. So my goal for this coming quarter is to move strategic above 80% and tactical under 20. And I'll give you an example of where I spend a little bit too much time tactically. Was in ClickFunnels, right? I've been using ClickFunnels for a long time and it's very easy for me to set up a page, set up a funnel. I know how to do all the little things, right? Set up the pixels, go in here, do that, whatever. And it's almost too easy for me to do. 
And I noticed that I was spending probably over the course of six, sorry, over the course of two weeks, maybe a grand total of five to six hours doing that kind of stuff, right? Changing a headline here, you know, doing this here, doing that there. And the thing, here's two things that I recognize from doing that. Number one, it's not the best use of my time because we have a, uh, one of our team members, Nico, who is a ClickFunnels master. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, why am I doing this? Why don't I help Nico? Why don't I train him up to the point where he can handle this stuff because he's already great at doing it. And so this is part of the journey of, of, of growing in your business is relinquishing control because you, we think that we can do it faster, better, whatever. But the reality is that not only does it cause you more time in tactical, like in the, in the business type of work, but the second thing is that it disempowers your team. And I recognize that the more I do, the more I disempower those individuals who could be doing this for the team. And that means more burden on me, less growth for them, less opportunity for them. And so like I just had an, uh, an example of this come up this morning or, or yesterday, we had a new Facebook funnel that was going live and our Facebook team said, hey, the pixel on this thank you page is not present. So the conditioned brain of Yuri says, hey, just go into this page and add the pixel. Like it'll take you 30 seconds to do that. And then I stopped myself and I said, hold on. If I do that, then I don't use this as a learning opportunity or a growth opportunity for myself and Nico. So instead what I did is I jumped into Slack and I said, hey, Nico, can you please make sure that this pixel is on this page and you know just clean up this thank you URL? And I knew that that wouldn't get done in 30 seconds, but even if it was done in a couple hours, that's fine, right? And so that was a decision that I had to make. But again, like having the awareness that I was wasting a lot of time doing things like that was really important for me because now I'm, because with that awareness can create change. It's important to improve and change if you're not aware of the situation in the first place. So anyways, um, I'm not here to tell you that you have to track your whole life in 15 minute time chunks. Um, if you want to, that you can, it's, it's, I think it's a really good activity. Uh, I just wanted to share some of the insights that I got from, from doing that for myself over two weeks. And I'm gonna continue doing that every quarter, but also whenever we're looking to hire someone or uh, you know anyone's looking to move up in the company, these are all great ways to really assess what people are doing with their time. And if someone says they're adding a ton of value, but then you look at their time study and you're like, well, not too sure about that, or like you're overwhelmed, but let's have a look at your time study. Eh, you know, there's the proof. So it's a really, really, it's like you can't really lie about what you're doing. I mean, maybe you can for a little thing here, a little thing there, but over two weeks, you can't just make stuff up, right? So anyways, it was a really interesting experiment. Uh, I will continue doing that several times throughout the year as I continue to look at what are the things that I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing and then I can get those off my plates to hand those off to other people who can do them just as well, if not better than I can. So very much like you might do with your clients, and I think this is actually a really interesting activity to think about if you don't currently do this, is have your clients keep a activity journal throughout the day. Because here's the other thing that I noticed is that as soon as I stopped doing the time study, I became more liberal with my time. What that meant was I knew that I wasn't quote unquote on the clock and taking note of what I was doing. And therefore I became a little bit more lax with my time. So I, was, I, wasn't, as, I wasn't as rigid in terms of being focused. I would kind of let a little thing slide for 20 minutes and then I'd kind of waste a bit of time here. I'm like, hold on, dude, dude, dude. You, the very fact, and this is probably a scientific phenomenon, I'm sure, the very fact of observing the study impacts the study. 
right? So the very fact that I was observing my behavior positively impacted my behavior. And that's fine, right? So if you think of your clients, you want them to improve certain behaviors. Why not have them do some type of daily tracking, at least for, you know, let's say a week, I don't know, once a month or once a quarter, however long you work with them. And you'll see that just the very fact that they're writing down or, you know, maybe not the recipe, but writing down what they ate for breakfast, writing down what they did for their workout. I'm not sure my phone is this iWatch or this Apple Watch. I've disconnected my messages and phone calls from it and I still get phone calls. Anyways, I never answer them. Um, so if you have your clients tracking their behaviors that you want them to instill, the more likely they are to do those things because they know that they're actually writing them down. So they're more aware of them. And it's not even that the fact, it's not even the fact that they're sending this stuff into you. It's the very fact that they are the ones observing their own behavior. And as a result of that, they become more compliant with those activities. So I think it's a really great activity to encourage your clients to do if you want them to make any kind of behavioral change, which is pretty much everyone you're going to work with is going to make some kind of behavioral change. And if you have them track what they're doing, they'll become more aware. They'll make those changes more readily. They'll get better results. That's good for you. That's good for them. And yeah, there we go. So um, anyways, uh, that is what I learned from doing the uh, time study tracking every 15 minutes of my day. Uh, Listen, if you're at a point now where you are ready to take your business to the next level. If you have an existing coaching business in the health and fitness space, if you are working with clients, if you have an offer that's doing okay, but you're like, you know what? What I'm doing right now, I'm just grinding away. I'm spinning my wheels. I'm trying a thousand different things to just get the word out and and get clients coming in the door. Um, If you'd rather not do that and have clients come to you instead of you chasing them and have a lot more predictability and consistency in your business and really dial in your sales and marketing in a way that feels good to you and attracts the right people, um, then go to workwithyuri.com, workwithyuri.com, just in case you don't know how to spell my name, um, and just fill in the, the couple questions on that page. Let us know a bit more about your business. And then on the next page, you'll be able to book in a time to speak with one of our result coaches. Um, we'll figure out where you're at, where you wanna go, where your business needs some help, We'll put together a game plan specifically for you. And if you want our help, we can talk about that. And if not, that's cool as well. All right. So workwithgary.com. Hope you guys have a great day. I will see you tomorrow, most likely. And uh, see you soon. Ciao.